Into the rewatch, into the rewatch, not on broadcast. Into the rewatch, into the rewatch, it's a podcast now. It's a show that's worth another go. Stop us if we start to ramble. Listen as we watch, into the rewatch, join us, Art and Daniel. We love to see our hot dad down on his luck. Hello. Welcome back to Into Riverdale, your favorite Riverdale rewatch podcast. As always, I am two thirds of your host, and I don't have a bit for this weekend. All I can think about is uh, shaking that stupid fucking wig. Daniel, <laughs> and joining me is that other third art. Hi, I'm your son, and the person who pretended to be your son. Yeah, is is Riverdale camp? I think. Okay, okay. So here, okay, here's the thing. Because I think a lot of people call bad things camp. Sure. Is this camp, though? But I think I that think scene might, might be camp. I it's think, thing. like, is it camp? Like, here's the thing. I will say that sometimes Riverdale is just bad. Yeah. But I think overall, I think it's camp. And, and that scene specifically, I think... Um, now, I'm no scholar of, of camp, but... Deep in my heart, I do think that, without a doubt, that scene qualifies as camp. Yeah. Uh, I mean, come on. Uh, incredible. Uh, we will discuss that at length, I'm sure, when we get to it. But this is... Let's just jump in. It's Riverdale, Season 5, Episode 10. I can't believe we're so far in already. It's really flown by. Uh, chapter 86, The Pincushion Man. Oh, I guess it feels like an episode... It feels uh, uh, shorter than it is because we lost three episodes to the previous season. So this is more like we're on episode seven of a season. It's still going. It's still, still yeah, it's still, still moving. Going, but still moving, and I think it's because it's good. Like I yeah. think it's good. This episode. Okay, let me. There are like camp. things to be intrigued by. There, it, there are things to be intrigued by and things to be entertained by. Yeah, and like that's enough. <laughs> well, I don't like Veronica's deal. Like everyone else's, sure. I like. Yeah. Uh, Dragon and Tabitha finally kiss. It doesn't matter to me even a little bit. Yeah, I don't care about them. No. Oh, also, we do get to see Jughead eat a cheeseburger this episode. So we get to add to that? <laughs> oh, yeah, let so. me dig out that file real quick. <laughs> Hang on. That tally. You know, for a person who's known for eating cheeseburgers, wow, we really don't get to see it. All right, let's see here. All the way down at the bottom of this uh, text document. We have burgers, bumping that from five to six. <laughs> God damn. It, I, I was expecting so many more burgers to be eaten. Uh, so meanwhile, in Betty World, uh, her partner or boss uh, or someone showed up last episode and he's taken over the case. And we learned that lo the Lonely Highway is 200 miles long and he's got people looking for it. But he wants Betty here helping him because he thinks maybe the Black Hood was also killing people on the Lonely Highway or something. Yeah. Uh, Glenn Scott with, or Scott Glenn, I can't remember which one's his actual first name, but with one N and one T, really uh, selling the whole I'm a villain thing with his slicked back out of the shower hair. Also, they say he was at the Sherwood Asylum. Was he ever in an asylum? I thought he was just in a Hannibal jail. I thought he was just in a Hannibal jail, too. Hmm. 
the show's trying to gaslight me again. <laughs> also, we do get confirmation. We do? We get confirmation of something. Uh, what what thing do we get confirmation The age of, of uh, Polly's kids. Oh, do yeah. we? Okay. Yeah, we get confirmation. Excellent. So... So it ha- so we have to so it because of that we it has to be a certain year later on. Uh, you're right. I guess we could reverse engineer because we know how old they are now. We can track back to how old they would be in 2020 to track back to how old when the show started. Be, I yep, guess because they were born at the end of season one. That. Let me let me think. Season one, Jason Blossom. Who killed Jason Blossom? Polly is pregnant, and in the instant, in the, with the Sisters of Quiet Mercy, because she's pregnant, it might not even have been the end. It might have been like mid-season. Uh, she's just locked up at the Sisters of Quiet Mercy the whole time. But we know generally when season one will have taken place. Then, based on that, yeah. So, uh, I'm I'm happy. I'm happy that that's uh that we can get that at least. Uh, Cheryl checking on our maple trees in an incredible writing co- cropped writing coat with uh, they just said her name Minerva Minerva, Minerva. Marbles, yeah, her new boo. Oh, that's but- why she has a painting of Artemis. Minerva is is Artemis's oh, name in ha, Roman. Ha, that's all right. All also, right, writers, I'll give you that. Also, I want to just say this. I don't know if we said this before. Minerva's hot. Like Minerva is just oh, a yeah, hot. Sure. I mean that. Like I'm, I feel like that goes without saying because it's Riverdale. I'm glad. I'm glad two bad bitches are making out now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's no sap when they went to go check the maple trees, and Nana Rose says it's because of the blossom curse that you know she's definitely been talking about all five seasons of this show. Well, she definitely how- has talked about it. I think at least last season. Yeah, I think that's when they came up with the idea. Um, and even then, it was much more metaphorical. Now it sounds like Nana Rose is saying there is a literal curse and God will not let Cheryl feel happiness. Uh, you know, I mean... Be- before, it was more of kind of like a curse in the karmic sense of, you know, your ancestors did bad things, now you're reaping their actions. Now it's like a literal, maybe a witch has cursed us sort of curse. Is that why, is that why uh, Jason had to die? Because she was maybe about to start, uh, like, boinking him? And she would have felt maybe. Some- some, some it's a it's a reverse angel situation from yeah. Buffy. Yeah, <laughs> if she had felt a moment of true love while having sex, she would have gotten her soul back. Yeah, <laughs> if she came, she would have been better off. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jughead's agent calls and tells him that Pop Entertainment Weekly wants to do a feature on him or like feature some of his writing, and uh, then I guess. The writers felt a need to remind us, the audience, what Jughead has been writing about, because I guess it's not been super clear. Uh, so he reiterates, oh yeah, aliens as a metaphor for trauma. Um, and the agent says, yeah, that's cool, but that's dog shit. No one wants to read that. Do something like Stephen King. Which is also very confusing, since you just told him to write a book about like dying Americana. Also, much like Stephen King, he may have to do drugs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to really oh, knock we'll out talk about that. We will we will discuss Which that. by the way by the way, that's no longer a thing. That was an eighties thing for Stephen King. He is sober now. Oh. Yeah, because he's also very old. His heart could not take the cocaine yeah, anymore. But but at a time for a while he was doing cocaine and knocking out several books like a week. Basically. Yeah, Stephen Stephen King's output was legitimately psychopathic. 
he would churn out like a three, four hundred page book in like a month. He was a robot. Like I've seen other authors talk about him and they're like, this dude's nuts. Well, he like, got up at like seven, wrote from eight to four on the dot, stopped at four, lived his life. Like even even the after he stopped doing drugs, he was still knocking out like a book and yeah, like a week. He's, he's still a very regimented and dedicated writer in a way I don't quite understand being able to do. But also he did a lot of coke yeah. to help fuel that in the eighties. And you could definitely tell. But yeah. That being said, we are cutting to uh by my, my new favorite duo. Are these my favorite duo yeah. now? I just love a uh, uh boss and his henchmen. You know, so Hiram Hiram and his new son Reggie. Um, yes. Uh they're talking about how can we ruin Riverdale? Hi. And Riverdale. Yeah, first of all, Hiram's obsession with Riverdale is bordering on Saturday morning cartoon villain, and it's great. I love it. Uh, I love it. That but, part part of the reason why I love this season is Hiram is just a cartoon villain. Yeah, but but second of all, he he keeps on saying things like "you can feel its broken spirit rebuilding," which is 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 it? Is but is is Hiram like is Hiram a wizard? You know, is he waging okay. like a spiritual psychic battle for the heart of Riverdale right Here's now against dark forces beyond our ken? Maybe we don't know <laughs> if he has superpowers or anything, but maybe that we know how the how this show goes. So that yeah. could be a yes. God, I would I would just love to see Hiram walk out in a robe with a spell book and start casting some spells. <laughs> that would be very good for me. <laughs> What if he joins the Warlock Club of and, and that was happening in the Chilling Adventures of mm. of Sabrina? Like it's just like, hey, Hiram, you're actually subconsciously one of the best evil warlocks we've ever seen. Well, no, I don't want it to be subconscious. <laughs> I don't want him to be discovering this. I want him to have been a warlock the entire <laughs> time. It's just now becoming relevant. <laughs> He's just never told anyone, because why would he? Exactly. I mean, like, think about, you know, when he was uh, inducting Archie, he had, like, a fucking dagger and was doing blood rituals. Like, it's... The subtext is there. I can make it happen, people. Um, But then he explains he's been mining palladium, uh, which is kind of like platinum. I I looked it up. It's also... Uh, It is in the same family. It's also uh, in um, catalytic converters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe that is its like primary use. Is Palladium, like platinum, and there's another one that's like sells for a lot. Yeah, yeah, they're all kind of in the same family of precious metal. Um, so he's been mining palladium underneath the prison, but there is a even bigger uh deposit underneath the maple groves. And so the way Reggie can get a kiss from Daddy this time is to uh get those maple groves for for Daddy. Yeah. Uh, he will get a kiss on the forehead and a pat on the shoulder where he, yeah. he's told, good job. Yep. Um, and now uh, Archie's general is here because he wants to give Archie... <laughs> this was a weird plot line. I didn't mind it, but this was weird. Uh, he wants to give Archie uh, a medal of... Not the Medal of Honor, but Silver a Medal of Eagle? Honor. Silver- yeah, I am almost positive that's not real. <laughs> Let me check. Now that I've said that, I need to check so no one fucking owns me on Twitter. I did spell eagle wrong, but... uh, So there are, like, eagles on medals that are silver. I am not seeing... The closest I see is an Eagle Scout medal. (laughs) And that's not... Oh, hold on. 
Oh, no, that's a coin. Okay, yeah. No, I don't think this is a real military medal. Okay. Which is fine, but uh, he's getting, like, a silver eagle for bravery or whatever. Um, but Archie's having kind of doubts because the mission went foobar and he lost, like, ten soldiers. Um, but the general's like, no, you're going you're gonna to receive this medal. That's in order. And we'll revisit that in a moment. Meanwhile, because Jughead's a fucking hack, he uh, can't write anything. And he's big mad about it. Uh, Betty and Glenn are reviewing the tapes from the time that the Black Hood was definitely in that mental institute, that asylum. Um, and they find a little voice clip um, where he was finding women on Ned's list because uh, Alice wouldn't fuck him. And she's like, truckers also use Ned's list. This is definitely a connection. Oh, uh, the... She's already, uh, Veronica yeah, already has the jewelry store up. Yeah, I guess those high schoolers work quick. Uh, because, yeah, the jewelry store is up and running. And it's got another stupid French name. And then Chad sends her photos of her kissing someone in a hat. And I couldn't make out who it was, but I guess it's blackmail. Uh, and so now Archie's doing his, like, ROTC thing. And they're asked, like, what, well, what, what if it's a bad order? And Archie's like... You shouldn't follow bad orders. Generals aren't infallible. If they make the wrong call, you should fight it. And uh, the general does not like that. Yeah, it's they're doing a very, I feel like, predictable storyline for the military service for sure, um, yeah. Archie. So, okay, so we have Reggie. Uh, Reg- I, will, I will say, uh, before we move on to Reggie, about to fuck Nana Rose. Oh. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I I will I will say uh this is Archie's plotline is a lot more military critical than a lot of uh TV shows uh end up going. So I guess props for that even though I'm sure it's going to be like quote unquote the bad apple in the military and not you know that the whole military is yeah. evil. So so the, because they only mention this like maybe for a line but basically mm-hmm. uh his general is trying to cover up uh, Yeah, that so- is yeah. Some impropriety that he had, uh, basically, and he's the reason why all those people died. Um, right. I just want to say, it's a little predictable, because it seems, this plot point seems to pop up a lot, but at the same mm-hmm. time, like... Well, I, I think it pops up a lot, because it happens a lot in real life. Yeah. Um, I think very often, uh, some soldier in Iraq does a war crime on orders, and then they gotta sweep that away. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Reggie's about to fuck Nana Rose for the Maple Grove. <laughs> he shows up with his hair all done nice with a bouquet of roses. And Nana Rose um, And then we cut like, away, so they definitely... He definitely fucked her to get those rights. Yeah, definitely. I do like that Alice Cooper's uh, stress response is baking. Yeah, that's a cute character trait that they've kept throughout. <laughs> yeah, because, like, it's it's a character trait of a lot of... Um, mm-hmm. Of a lot of women at a certain age. Sure. Because it's, it's both, um, you know, they've been trained their whole lives to cook. Um, but then also, you know, baking is a very precise thing. And it feels like you're in control because, you know, you're creating it's, something. Yeah, together. it's the same reason why a lot of people in the pandemic learned how to cook bread, basically. Right, yeah. Uh, so Jacket and Tabitha have an awkward conversation about how... She says, I'm sorry that I tried to kiss you, which I don't think is how that went, I believe. I believe it was, was very mutual. mutual. It looked very yeah. mutual. 
Yeah, at best mutual. Uh, if not, then like, you know, uh, 55 Jughead, 45 her. Anyway, uh, they decide to just be friends um, because Jughead's got issues. Basically, um, and he says that his uh, his last his on and off again girlfriend from New York, Jessica's, uh, had a toxic relationship with him, which not really relevant, but fine. Yeah. Uh, then Jughead says, "Now with that out of the way, could you uh, trip sit me while I take a bunch of mushrooms?" Yeah, which I feel is responsible for of him to do. Uh, now, is he responsible later? No. This part's responsible. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I guess this part's responsible. Uh, like, yeah, I guess. Sorry, I was gonna say like he hasn't known her that long. This is kind of a thing to you know, kind of a weird thing to spring on someone. But then I was thinking about everyone else he knows in town, and never mind, she's the responsible choice. Because <laughs> like, who else is he gonna ask? He's not gonna ask Archie because Archie's a square. Wouldn't let him do it. Uh, can't ask Betty. That's not the right brain space you want to be when you're tripping. Uh, Betty would that's turn everyone he knows. Betty would that's, somehow that's literally turn everyone he knows. <laughs> Betty would somehow turn him into a serial killer. So funny, yeah. <laughs> I still think Dark Betty is the reason why. Mm-hmm. Uh, is the reason is the reason why the trash bag killer is happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, they call them maple mushrooms, which is fine, but um, I don't know. Yeah. He's a hack, so he can't write sober, so he's gotta go trip on mushrooms, and that will let him write his book. Uh, and that's the entire, that's the entire thing. Tabitha, also, not a good trip sitter, it turns out. <laughs> Wait, is this the remodel? Have they finished the remodel? Have they finished it already? They, they basically went down to the studs. Yeah, zoomed, hang on, because I do want to look at the room then, um, because I think it looks bad. I was just thinking this looks bad, and then I realized this is a remodel. Because she's got an open closet, and I hate that. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a fully open closet. They're in her Archie and Veronica are in her bedroom. Um, she's got the shoes like lining out. Ugh, I don't. Mm-mm. I'm not it's a not big. For me. I'm not a big fan of having shoes out in the open, but that's just like, or like having a lot of shoes in the house, really. Yeah, I don't know. Like maybe it's just because uh, I'm not like... like white. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that's why yeah, they go by the door is the thing. They shouldn't be in the bedroom. They go by the door or they go into an area where you could throw them if you can't put them by yeah. the door. Like you don't wear your shoes inside because outside is gross. Correct. Uh, I fully do not care what Archie. I thought the scene would be short and it's still going. Yeah, I really don't care almost anything about what's happening with okay, Veronica. I. I think she's explaining why she has to go back, and it's not the blackmail, it's the guilt she feels for the helicopter almost crashing, even though she had nothing to do with it. I don't fucking, I don't know. Whatever, who cares? Um, I guess Chad's not going away. Um, Oh, she feels bad because she wished he was dead, and then he almost died. Well, maybe you should carry that energy of wanting him to be dead, because he's boring. Yeah. Also, I don't know, sorry, actually... That's not the weird part about all of this. The weird part is not her wishing him dead and uh, feeling guilt and all. The weird part is actually that she's getting a divorce. Because didn't we go through a whole thing in season three where they're extremely Catholic and uh, their church won't recognize a divorce? And that's why Hermione had to, like, find that fucking loophole and annul it? Yeah, but I think she's not really super attached to her family anymore. 
I guess. Like she seems like she likes her mother, but she says it doesn't seem to see her a lot. And mm-hmm. Hiram is around because she's she's supposed to be like the the small version of Hiram. Yeah, I guess. Uh, anyway, they're still talking. Who cares? Um, just sign the divorce papers, Chad. She clearly doesn't love you, Chad. Uh, meanwhile, in the Cooper household. Yeah, here's here's uh, the confirmation. I think this okay. is it. But basically, the uh, the twins uh, they pushed down a uh, a child, and yes. they broke their shoulder. Juniper yeah, and Dagwood. I hate the I hate yeah. their name. The, <laughs> uh, and we also get the first line uh, from either of them, which was the kid. Oh no, I don't remember which. Oh no, we're gonna one. get the confirmation soon. But we do get yeah, confirmation in, of their age. I think that's at the end when they play the pincushion man game. Is oh, that's when they, they do it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cheryl tears up the agreement that Nana Rose signed about the Maple Groves, and she's upset about it. And that's not really important. Uh, then Jackhead hits up a guy named Speedy for his shroom hookup. God, I wish that were me. <laughs> like, I'm just going to say my life would be 90% better if I just had a hookup for shrooms. Right. Uh, Archie comes back from a night run and gets a call from, sorry, gets a call from a New York Times reporter named Sarah Bellum. Oh. No, but wait, wait, wait. Does this have a crossover with a canceled show? Uh, canceled live <laughs> action of Powerpuff Girls? Sorry, I, I totally glossed over, uh, oh god, I didn't even think about that. No, I glossed over this phone call, but she's calling about his last tour of duty in Uzbekistan. Oh, mm. That's not near. That's. I mean, I'm no geography. Guy. Well, we're American, so we're not allowed is. to know uh, geography. Right. I don't. I guess it's sort of near Afghanistan. I'm looking. Uh, okay, here's a. Okay, yeah, it's right outside of the quote unquote Middle East, I guess. Oh, I thought it was like way over in like above China ish. Is that right? Is that where Uzbekistan is? Well, no, it's around the stands, which, like, you have, like, Uzbekistan, uh, right. Kazakhstan, yeah. uh, yep. Yep. all yep. of yep. that. Okay. Oh, it is, it is near China. I was not incorrect yeah, about that yeah, it's near either. China, but it's, okay. like, it's, like, what we would call the Near East? Yeah. No, not Near East, yeah. but, like, not Far East. It, yeah, it's in that. So, uh, if you know where Iran is, and if you're an American, you might not, uh, <laughs> it is, uh, uh, next to Iran is Afghanistan. And above Afghanistan is Turkmenistan, Tajikistan, uh, and then above those is Uzbekistan, and above that is Kazakhstan, and then Kazakhstan's the big one that borders both Russia and China. Yeah. I guess. (laughs) So, I guess he, uh, I mean, that border, Uzbekistan borders Afghanistan, so I guess this is confirming that he was in Afghanistan. He could very much be. Like, yeah, which means... The war, the war in Afghanistan lasted five more years than it did. Yep. I know they could have predicted that Biden would pull out, but right. You know, but still, no one could have predicted that. Um. Yeah, I guess that is our confirmation. You were right, although they did not show any of it. Yeah. I also think. Um, I also think they made it Uzbekistan so that they could have like some plausible deniability. Like, oh no, we we were writing about a fictional war America was in in Uzbekistan. This isn't Afghanistan. Uh, and, you know, if they ever drew heat, which I don't think they did, because, like, who the fuck cares? It's Riverdale. 
But the reporter says he believes Archie was sent on a dirty mission by his general. <clears throat> yeah, a real dirty mission. Like a <laughs> nasty, dirty mission. <laughs> for, for Daddy US. Yep, for, for Daddy Sam. Uh... So, Betty and Glenn are having a dinner in his hotel room, I guess. Uh, it's like a nice dinner with a tablecloth. But then he reveals uh, he's been doing research on Betty's family to write his thesis about serial killers. Or his dissertation, I should say. Um, and the like, idea of nature versus nurture. Because, like, you know, Hal didn't have the serial killer gene, but was a serial killer... Betty does have the gene, but isn't, but Charles does and is, but wasn't raised with them, um, which I guess is, like, fair enough, but then also Betty's like, this is fucked up, and also she's right. <laughs> yeah. The true crime girlies would have a field day with your family, Betty. Man, the true crime girlies probably have had a time. With her, like, <laughs> she probably had at least one crazed true crime girly like talk to her on the street. I am I actually like, devastated that a, a true crime podcast character has not been introduced, dude. It uh, they sh- it should have been like like right. there should have been a true crime podcast uh person. Two of them. They have to be yeah. white, and they have to also have to like talk only about white girls. I, I cannot remember what I was watching, but I've watched at least one or two other shows where they were, like, remakes or, like, very late sequels to um, an established property. And, like, you know, there used to be a reporter character, and they just swapped that out for a true crime podcast. And I'm like, that's very realistic for 2019. I believe this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, they, honestly, it should happen more, honestly. Yeah. Because, like... Especially if the person who uh, they're covering is uh, mm-hmm. is white, yes, mm-hmm. because everyone knows you don't talk about uh, people of color. Sure, in a true crime podcast. Um, so Archie's uh, looking to confirm what this reporter just told told him. So he goes to his uncle, who's committed war crimes, and says, "Hey, Uncle Frank, you've committed war crimes and had them covered up by the U.S. government before. Does this sound like that?" And he's like. Uh, absolutely, that's what this sounds like. Uh, so, do, do you want to be the guy who helped cover up a war crime, or do you want to be the guy who didn't help cover up a war crime? The choice is yours, Archie. Do you want to be a war criminal or not a war criminal? These hard, nuanced de- uh, decisions. Uh, and then Frank does mention that the prison feels like something's brewing in it, which we'll come back to later. We get a oh yeah here's the one here's the one I here's a scene that I was waiting for yeah yeah so Hiram and his new son yep. uh was just like hey well now they have the groves when we're we gonna start digging it'd be like no we have to wait for everyone in the jail to be escaped first yeah which I don't actually understand why he needs that but okay um. But then Cheryl comes in and says, Hey, dipshits, I had Nana Rose declared legally uh, incompetent years ago. Her signature means nothing. This has no legal binding, and you will never have my groves. So suck my dick. Uh, and then she leaves. <laughs> and Reggie's like, Dad, no, I... And I'm just like, no, no excuses, just fix it. Yeah, 
Uh, God, also, I feel like I'm watching Succession right now. It's so good. Also, like, I just want to say that um, mm-hmm. it's very much... Uh, uh, th- did they forget that uh, Nana Rose was supposed to be sundowning super hard? I guess. For dementia? Because, like, she's very... I don't want to say... Like, she's very lucid in her yeah. way. Whatever. Like, Yeah. Although, I guess we don't necessarily see her at night too often anymore. We have a couple of times, though. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it was night whenever she suggested... Well, you you know what, Art? Maybe Nana Rose uh, fought and killed a man, and that helped defeat her sundowning. Well, maybe. Maybe. You know, we never know. Or she could have done a magic spell, and then it just got rid of it. <laughs> Be like, man, I wish I wasn't incompetent at night. And then it just worked. Yeah. Well, she she was sundowning because she was psychically battling the fairy queen. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Uh, it was it was her her psychic protection that had protected Riverdale from Hiram's dark machinations, and um, he's broken that barrier, so now she's fine. I guess. Anyway, uh, his uh, Jughead's ex girlfriend is here. Oh, because she's the drug runner for his shroom guy now. Uh, incredible. Uh, and then Tabitha comes in to stop him from falling back in with his toxic ex-girlfriend or whatever. Okay, here's the thing. She didn't seem to be toxic beforehand. This seems- no, I mean, I don't think I don't think it's necessarily that she's a toxic person. I think he was saying that their relationship and the way they interact with each other led to toxicity. And it, like, it just wasn't a healthy situation. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Jughead also can't afford the shrooms and has to be spotted, and somehow she agrees, which is bullshit. I know that shroom guy isn't looking for an IOU. I wish Tabitha had, like, at least Googled what, like, a, a trip sitter should be doing. Yeah. Because what she does is the opposite of what you want to do to someone tripping. It's so bad. Uh, so Veronica's in New York, and she and Chad are gonna have dinner... Uh, and reminisce, and he says it's uh, just one last time before he signs the papers. We'll learn that's a lie later. I don't care, so I'm just gonna skip forward a bit. Uh, Alright, so, here we go. Uh, Tabitha cooks the shrooms into a cheeseburger, which Jughead bites, therefore confirming um, number six on Jughead Eats Cheeseburgers. Also, I don't think that's a good way to have shrooms, because all that food is going to lessen the effect. Although, it looks like he's got a lot of shrooms on there, so maybe it will be fine. I I will tell you, for me, mm-hmm. I have to process the shit out of those shrooms, because I, I, yeah. I have a real bad gag reflex when it comes to mushrooms. Oh, yeah. So, like, I have to, I have to basically, like, I have to hide them in things. Yeah. Like, I'm a dog. <laughs> sure. <laughs> with a pill. Uh, I just know that one time, if I hypothetically took shrooms, and I feel like it's because I ate too much for lunch that day, um, I hypothetically sat there for, like, four hours while my girlfriend hypothetically tripped her face off, um, simply not feeling it. I did get high eventually, hypothetically speaking, in this yeah, imaginary hypothetically. scenario I'm imagining. So, so, like, yeah, you don't want to eat a lot of food. You yeah. definitely want some. You want some fats. Sure. Um, Which I guess a cheeseburger has plenty of. Yeah, so it feels a little hearty for it. Hypothetically, you want some fat. Mm -hmm. It's a lot like hypothetically when you do weed, Mm -hmm. you want to have some fat to stick to things. Oh, I guess, yes, hypothetically for you. Um, rela- reality for me, that's legal here, so I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Oh, no, no, hypothetically for me, yeah. reality for right. you, 
Uh, yes. You want to have some fats in you, which is why you def, which is why it's good. You want to follow the munchies, basically. With mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. want some food in you. That's why you get some Taco Bell, some Baja Blast, but like not too much food again. Not too much. Not too much. Yeah, but you it's want a delicate something. Balance. You want something. You want something because hypothetically, if you do shrooms without having anything in your belly, you may hypothetically puke. Yeah. That's definitely a risk, although you will get a stronger high as well. Yeah. I'm kind of thinking about, you know, the uh, traditional use of uh, psilocybin in, you know, like, ritualistic purposes. There is a lot of, like, fasting and stuff involved in that as well, uh, because it, you know, increases the high. Yeah, depending depending on what you're going for, really. Me personally, hypothetically, I don't like the sensation of puking, and just thinking about it makes me want to puke more. So, sure. you know, I'm, I'm willing to hypothetically lower yeah. it a little bit so I don't get icked out in the middle of hypothetically tripping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you don't want that because then, you know, it's it's all about your brain space hypothetically, so I've heard. Yeah. And so, you know, you don't want to. Yeah, and you definitely don't hypothetically want to drink some orange juice so it dissolves quicker. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard citrus. Uh, yeah. does help with those sorts of uh, yeah some orange pineapple juice might really help and it's good yeah hypothetically 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 <laughs> yeah uh veronica and chad fuck who cares yeah i, I really don't care about this storyline honestly no i love this part okay Hiram, drinking, I'm guessing, yeah. some brand no scotch or brandy. It's something, it's a sip uh, and drink. Rum. Rum. He's drinking his rum, of course, from okay. his rum empire. Well, he's sipping some rum, and he has yeah. a clock that is counting down uh-huh. to zero. Again, not not just like something showing the time that he knows when this is going to happen. He set a countdown timer yeah, at his desk. Because uh, we stay in a king. <laughs> yeah, this is camp. <laughs> Um, and uh, then we cut to the prison where a hole has been blown in the outer wall, and all the prisoners escape. Who is this? Oh, that's Penelope. Okay. I had forgotten about her. Yeah. Pen- uh, Penelope, uh, and some other people you might know. Yes. But they did a special, like, close-up of Penelope, and I, like, couldn't remember who it was when I watched it last night. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Reggie committing some light arson... Yeah, it's just light. Yeah. Arson. Uh, he, he's burning down the maple grove, because uh, then maybe they will sell it to Hiram if there's no more maple trees. Meanwhile, I don't think we mentioned this, but uh, Archie and uh, Kevin are hosting parent-teacher night, which I don't understand why the school, like, because Hiram talked about it briefly, and he made it sound like they were just reinstating this policy. Weird. I don't think that's a budget thing, but okay. Um, but they're they're... Giving the tour, and then the lights go out. Uh, and so they're going to go check it out. Also, the general's there, I guess, for some reason. Yeah. Well, it's parents thing? Whatever. Also, it's their birthday? I think, okay, it's the birthday of Juniper and Dagwood. Yeah. <clears throat> Did they get a uh, separate hear- birthday cake? Like, one each? That seems like that wouldn't be very economical. <laughs> Though, I guess... Uh, Alice has been baking a ton, so maybe it's fine. No, you know what? Maybe it's just because she had a lot of cakes. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know what? We interpreted Alice baking in that earlier scene as one of her stress bakes. That might have just been them preparing two cakes for this birthday party. It could have also been, it could have also still been a stress bake, though. Sure. And, you know, a little A, a little B. But uh, they're, they hear a knock on the door, and they're like, were you expecting anyone? I don't know who that could be. And then, uh, who comes strolling in through the door? Oh, it's my uh, it's my son, and the person who yeah. pretended to be my son in a bad wig. God, fucking this wig is so incredible. <laughs> I actually, because I <clears throat> didn't really pay close attention to the prison rig, Thought this might have been the person who they did the close-up of when, uh, you know, when Penelope came out. I thought it might be it was Chick, because he's got about the same hair. Oh, also, <laughs> I just want to say, Charles, mm-hmm. uh, actual mm-hmm. Charles, built yeah. like a brick shit house. Like, god yeah. damn is he built. Like, like, like he, I guess he was just wearing a suit most of the time, a black suit, so it's like slimmed him yeah. down. But in those yeah. oranges, like, he's, he's basically waddling with those, like, big ol' arms mm-hmm. and, and, like, trunk-like legs. I don't know, maybe he also bulked up for this. He uh, could've. You know, maybe he was like, you know, <clears throat> as an actor, I feel like my character would've d- worked out a lot in prison, so I'm gonna bulk up a little bit. Like, uh, yeah, my the, character would've, like, got really hot, just fucks all the time. Right. right. <laughs> um, not, not Chick, though. No, well, Chick is a twink. Uh, Chick, who... Chick, who, if his eyebrows were three inches thicker, uh, would look like Dave Franco in a bad wig, I think. Oh, do you know what? Look, okay, he looks closer to uh, Dave Franco. That's what I said, Dave Franco. Oh, I thought you said James Franco. Yeah, he does look a lot like James Franco. I mean, Dave Franco. Dave, yeah. Yeah. Thicker eyebrows, he could be Dave right now. Um, I don't know, and it tickles me. That wig really tickles something, does something for me. Well, it does yeah. something for Charles, too, because they are yeah. fucking. <laughs> so Charles and Chick are now in the house. Um, and uh, as Alice is preparing the hors d'oeuvres, explains that she's been visiting uh, Charles, who has a gun from somewhere. She just pulled it out uh, in prison over the years. Uh, and had agreed previously to marry them in prison, uh, having gotten ordained online. <laughs> I hope they stay around. I, I really like these two uh, as a as a unit. Yeah, this this is fun. This is a fun little yeah. little scene, which is also a little disturbing in a way. But you know, it's fun. It's very good. Uh, so Archie goes to check out the breaker, and oh no, he gets attacked by two prisoners, and he's got to fight them off with his army powers. And as Archie's doing his, like, army stealth thing across the school, he sees that there's all sorts of prisoners in this school. What's going on? He's got a solid snake. Take him down. Yeah, so Archie gets to, you know, act out his desire of killing someone. Uh, Meanwhile, some other prisoners have found the parents and the teachers, and they are robbing them. Uh, Archie tried to fight a guy, like, twice his weight, and, uh, unsurprisingly, it's not working out for him. Man, they just got all the, just, like, buff, like, buffest dudes yeah. for this scene. Like, all, all the buffest guys in Canada. Like, like, all of these dudes are basically a square of muscle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think the weirdest weapon in their assortment here is this machete this guy has. Where did he get that? You know, machetes are actually a lot easier to get than you think they do. They sell them in most hardware stores, and they're really effective weapons, so. Hmm, I guess so. 
I like, I believe the guns more than I believe this machete. That just seems like such a weirdly specific weapon that like, for these like, guys to have. Like, all you really need to do is go to, like, the hardware store. Like, even tiny sto- uh, towns that don't have anything in it has a hardware store. Yeah, but, like, they're... They're prisoners that just escaped from prison. Do you think they stopped at a Home Depot? Maybe they're supplies with weapons. Yeah, I mean, that's the same where they got the gun from. I just, like, Hiram couldn't get some machetes. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, it's fine. Archie takes them all out. And then Kevin checks his phone and learns that there was a prison break at Hiram's prison, I guess. Uh, Archie wants to get everyone out. Um, the general says there's too many... Uh, civilians, so they're gonna have to barricade themselves in. Who cares? Because now we're at this fucking insane wedding. Hell, fucking oh, oh, by the yes. way, she says by the power it'd be invested by the Universal Life Church. Guess who also has power invested in them to marry someone by the Universal Life Church? It's oh, me. Is it you? It's me. Wow. You could get it for free. Yeah. You could also get a doctorate of meta uh, of uh, metaphysics. Mm. Uh, uh, from there for twenty bucks. They just send you. They just send you one. That's a that's a pretty good grift. Yeah, no, I I, I kind of want to get one just so I can say no. You call me doctor, <laughs> but but yeah, you can get it for free. Like ordination, like all it needs to do, like you just get ordained by someone who is a recognized church, and you can get it for free. But for them, you can even get like a little. Um, but Damn. right after Alice pronounces them husband and husband, there's a knock at the door, and one of the twins opens it up, and it's Glenn. Uh, Betty's FBI guy. And he's like, hey, so I was just swinging by, and oh. Oh, what's going on here? Oh, though he does know who Charles is. They went to Academy together, it turned out. Yeah, they're rivals in the Academy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and Charles takes the fact that he's writing a dissertation about their family about as well as Betty did. <laughs> <laughs> fucking love this show uh, uh she says you, she's he's writing about like charles and me and dad and all that and then she's like what the hell i don't count <laughs> and uh charles says over shoulder of course you do babe which is incredible I, television i love that no this is camp this is a camp yeah. episode they give me more of these two guys give me a whole give me a spin-off where they're just on the run from the law like these two <laughs> Give give me more cartoon villains in this yeah. episode. Like, for, like give me like a thing with Hiram, Reggie, uh, Chick, and Charles. I I want to hear Hiram shout. I'll get you next time, Andrews. Oh my god, that has to happen at least one time yeah. this season. Uh, and then uh, Uncle Frank shows up at the school. Uh, to let Archie know that. This this was this was planned. The inmates are getting paid by Hiram Lodge to trash the town and the school specifically. Um, RG says you only have six bullets. What happens after you shoot six guys? Um, I would counter that you kill one guy, and none of the other prisoners are going to want to continue doing this because you can't use money if you're dead. But Archie manages to convince him that the right course of action is to escape the school because Archie grew up in this town and knows his way around. Not like these prisoners. Who definitely didn't grow up in this town? Well, you know, not all of not all of the prisoners are going to be from here, but a lot of them are. Yeah. Um. So Charles starts uh, a round of the pincushion man, which uh, is when you prick someone. The pincushion man. Uh, oh, it was is the show uh, to test 
you know, help uh, Glenn with his dissertation on, you know, their genes. Sorry, that was that was the moment. So we'll, I'll get back to that in a sec. And so uh, they're gonna stab Glenn with a knife um, and see if the twins are serial killers. And so he, uh, Chick tries to hand a knife to Juniper, to which Betty says she's nine years old. Okay. So with that information. So okay. So whenever we did the cult stuff in season three. Yes. She uh, well the the twins were like about one year old, right? Yeah, I mean they they would have been born. Let's say they were born at the end of season one, right? Yeah. So season this is nine years from season one. Uh, oh, I hate doing that. All right. Uh, we know we know before the time skip the seven years. It has to be twenty twenty, right? No, it has to be twenty twenty because it was seventy five years after nineteen. 19- yeah. They gave us those numbers, uh, so they would have been two in 2020, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, so, you know, it has to be 2020, I mean, 2027. 2027, yeah. Okay. It has to be. Um, maybe, you know, because we didn't, I didn't get to re-verify that line, maybe I misheard and they didn't say, check, I didn't say 2021, maybe I'm crazy. I don't think I am. No, no, I'm pretty sure because, like, by their by their estimation, they would have been on like season nine. No, wait, season ten of mm. Succession. Because oh yeah, or or it was good enough of a show by the time it ended, it was like Breaking Bad, where people keep on bringing yeah. it up. I mean, it might just end up that way. <laughs> it might. Well, no, it probably will. Like honestly, the way people yeah. talk about it now, I think it will. Um. But like, they. T- but uh, Kevin was talking about it as if it was still going on. Yeah. Uh, Betty begs for them to not have the twins stab a man to death. Uh, and Charles agrees that Juniper doesn't need to lose her innocence tonight, which means Betty should do it. And Betty agrees. I do not remember if she actually ends up stabbing him or if something else happens. No, he- she stabs him. But she stabs him in a area which won't hit any vital organs. Sure. And that it was basically a flesh wound. Because she wouldn't know how to do that because she's a a trash bag killer. Yeah. (laughs) I forgot about that. And then she throws the knife into Chick's chest. Yes, because again, she's a trash bag killer. She's really good at, like, with knives and putting people in trash bags. Uh, Um... yeah, it looks and like then, she shoots. It looks like she shoots uh, Charles, who uh, tackled Alice, but Alice actually took the no, gun no, no. and shot him. Al- Alice tackled Charles and, and got his gun and shot him in the chest. Yeah. Though also, I just realized that uh, Betty stabbing, uh, what's his name, Glenn, uh, is quite literally the move from uh, Our Flag Means Death. Oh, yeah, it is! <laughs> wow, can't believe Our Flag Means Death ripped off. Uh, Riverdale. <laughs> Alright, we're gonna revisit uh, Jughead, which, by the way, Tabitha left. Uh, she said, oh, I wasn't gonna stay here the whole time, I'm just gonna okay, come back and check on you. that's not what you're supposed to do as a no, trip sitter! that's not what a trip sitter is. Yeah, that's absolutely not. But <laughs> Jughead's having a great fucking time. His shirt is off, he's dancing, he's feeling good. Uh, and he says he's already even finished the first part. But he really wants to dance. Which, this seems pretty realistic. Based on my research. Um, and so then... 
Tabitha, who has no idea how psychedelics work, does maybe the worst thing imaginable. Um, she pulls out a pair of handcuffs and is like, well, I gotta chain you to your desk so you'll finish your book. Don't do that. No. No. Don't. Well, no, the thing is, is he he starts having a bad trip, obviously. Right. Yeah. Also, the way she cuffed that, I don't think he can type with two hands. So, like, what are we even doing here? You need a longer, you need longer, you need, like, sexy cuffs for that, you know, with oh, longer actually, chains. Hang on. hang on, let me see how she handcuffs this to the table. Uh, okay, no, there is a little bar there, so he can't just lift up the table. Um, yeah, she really fucked him. God damn. Well, you, she could have at least, I don't know, stayed there. Hey, hey, you know what? This is why you don't fucking trust a business major to trips at you. They do shit like this. Yeah, God. Man, hypothetically, you want someone who actually learned empathy. <laughs> yeah. Though, again, he didn't have a lot of choices. You know, he's burned his relationship with all the serpents who would, I think, be the best trips hitters. Archie's a square, doesn't know what's going on, wouldn't do it. Betty is his ex and also doesn't know what's going on and wouldn't do it. Um, he does have, like, a, a hallucination of Betty and his Jessica uh, hanging out with him here, though. It's not important. Um, and those are, like, all his friends. I don't think anyone else, he's close with anyone else. So, yeah, it was kind of Tabitha or no one. Though, at this point, no one might have been a better choice. Yeah, he has a full-on sexy fantasy about, uh, Betty. Well, a, a, well, so, like, first it was his girlfriend that spotted right. him. For yeah. the, uh, and then Betty, be, then sexy dream about Betty. Yeah, and then he sees a mouse, which really just uh, ruins the rest of his trip. And there's a lot of lights and freaky stuff. Then uh, his girlfriend, there's uh, his yeah. girlfriend he had right before. Then he sees like a, he sees the another mouse. spooky alien or whatever. Yeah, you know, drug stuff. Awesome. Uh, uh, Cheryl, that's her name, and Minerva are dancing. In Thistle Hill or whatever, and then uh, who comes crashing to the door? None other than Penelope freaking Blossom. Um, which actually turned out to be great, because she saw the big old fire in the forest uh, on her way up, and so she let them know about it. See, then Anna Rose says the curse of the blossoms means, uh, of our answers means all living blossoms must die. Unless... Uh, and then she wants to ritually sacrifice Minerva, I think? They said the interloper. Yeah, I guess that would um, be and, her. Yeah, and Minerva says, uh, actually, fuck that, and leaves. So then the Blossoms, uh, the Blossoms 3 just cast a spell. They just uh, cast okay, a magic wait, spell. Okay, okay, literally, the, well, not Maiden. Well, mm, has she had sex yeah. with a dude? Uh, because, like, I'm pretty sure, like, like the no, old old she wouldn't have okay so we have the maiden the matron yeah, and the crone the, the yeah the maiden the mother and the crone yeah. yeah so if she hasn't had sex with the dude i think they would still count it as her being a maiden and also it's just like eh, i mean it's archetypes whatever whatever uh, but yeah but they yeah. do but, yeah no it fits yeah it fits yeah um then we learn uh on veronica's end that she had never signed the divorce papers uh and it's because <laughs> Sounds like maybe he got really into NFTs and then that bubble burst and uh, he's in under a mountain of debt. 
Actually, no, that the NFT a boom and bust would have happened in this universe yeah. by now. He says he got looped into a financial scheme. He doesn't say what it is. It's crypto. I'd it like to crypto. believe he bought no, some apes. 100% yeah. crypto. No way it wasn't crypto. Um, but he says in order to do it, he had to invest or borrow from other investors. And or, or in order to do that, he needed a legitimate business. So he did it through her jewelry business. Uh, oh, I do want to look up what that means. La Petite. And then it's a nonsense French word. Um, also, though, uh, I mean, we know Chad sucks and he's an idiot because he fell for fucking NFTs, but, like, you could have just made a shell company. People do that all the time. Yeah, dude, but it costs, like, 90 theory. bucks to get a, a to get a, uh, a corporation in Delaware. Uh, oh, wow. Her shop's literally the little jewelry, or the little trinkets, uh, in French. Fuck, fuck Veronica, man. God, Veronica sucks Sick this season. I really Sick hope she like gets better by the end of this. I liked it better when she was trying to be a mob boss. Yeah. Uh, and then he says he won't divorce her because uh, they can't testify against each other if they're married in court. Which I think is true. But Yeah. That is actually true. They can't force her to testify against him. No, he can't. She can. Yeah. But they can't force her. Yeah, I don't know to. why she doesn't just testify against. I mean, I whatever. I feel like her business. I, I guess. I feel like what I would do is I would just put a tip in that he's doing some illegal shit and then leave him alone after that. Yeah. I mean, well, the issue is that it's tied to her business, and so she's like implicated or whatever. I guess. She could just like close the business and start a new business, but whatever. Uh, and so Archie refuses to. Uh, get the medal, and his general says that if he won't be the hero, he'll be the scapegoat, and he's going to, uh, you know, ruin Archie's life or whatever. Blame it all on Archie. Jughead wakes up from his trip, which also I have read that it's actually pretty hard to fall asleep on stream, so I don't know, my guy. Yeah. Oh, no, wait. This is, he's still hallucinating, I think, because his wrists are fine. I also. I, okay, mm -hmm. I do want to say, hypothetically, if you're mm -hmm. not actually tripping, and mm -hmm. you're just getting the body high from mm -hmm. the shrooms, because depending on the, hypothetically, depending on which one you get, sometimes it's more of a right. body high, it is hypothetically very easy to fall asleep. Mm. Because, but, you know, we know he we know he had the psychedelic. We know he had the psychedelic uh, one, so, so yeah. But, yeah, he's actually still tripping, I forgot. But uh, he does find out he has finished his book. Loud car, cool. Uh, and it's titled Episode 4, The Transubstantiation. By Forsyth Pendleton. Uh, Jones the third. the third. Yep. Um, but then he hears a high-pitched whining from outside the sex bunker. P.S. He's been in the sex bunker the whole time. It smells incredible in there, I'm sure. <laughs> well, he might have some, like, uh, baking soda stuff sitting around. Wow, uh, shout out to Tostinos for being able to get... Uh, their name brand on the show. It was still going strong at this point, so shout out to him. Yeah. Uh, we got a nice insert of uh, Frank scooping a big ol' helping of uh, salsa with a patented Tostino scoop and enjoying it. Although it's not quite as blatant as the Doritos plug Hiram did. I, yeah, I wish it'd be like, man, these uh, Tostitos, hint of lime, is perfect. They just make scooping so easy. 
This very weighty and strong chip means I could scoop out a lot of guacamole. Which I need for fighting prisoners. <laughs> They're gonna uh, like have him hide out and, and get and try to get a lawyer and say, "Hey, he's actually was pretty good." Which maybe he should just go back to jail. Right. But still committed those war crimes as a mercenary. But that's fine. Yeah. Um. Uh. Archie also got a call from Veronica, who has to stay in New York for a little longer to deal with this whole thing. And Archie's like, Ooh, "Who cares?" Uh. <laughs> Reggie says, "Reggie's with Hiram now." And Reggie's like, "Listen." The fire may have not eliminated Thornhill due to that freak windstorm, a.k.a. the fucking spell the Blossoms cast. But a lot of the groves did get burned. Well, ev- well, like, all everyone knows whenever you get three uh, magical users, the mm-hmm. uh, the matron, sorry, the uh, maiden, mother, and mat- the uh, crone, crone, you can do a lot with magic, you know? Yeah. It's just the... the the power of three, you know, Hecate, yeah. stuff like that. Um, and then Hiram also says that with the damage the inmates did to the school, the school won't be reopened for weeks, if ever. Uh, which, okay, and didn't look that bad. <laughs> I mean... Well, if they really want to tear down the school, all they need to do is do a school shooting. Oh, you're so right. <laughs> I mean, not Hiram, to sound glib, on, <laughs> but like, really, like, it's it's standard practice yeah. to like just demolish the school if a school shooting happens. Yeah. I don't know. They're high schoolers. They might just reopen. <laughs> it's also Riverdale. They'll probably be like, yeah, this will add to our historical value. <laughs> yeah, you know what? They've like had like six students die to a serial killer inside the school during prom. They're fine. It's just a Tuesday for them. Uh, Alice is reading a book called The Bad Seed. I don't know what it's about, but an appropriate title for, you know, I things think, she just I through. think that's an actual book, and it's about a child that, like... Oh, I'm sure it is a real people. book. The Bad Seed book. Uh, no, that is a children's book. That's not the one I'm looking for. Let me get that author's name. Uh, William M. something. Bad Seed. William... March. Or, yeah, by Maxwell Anderson and William March. It's a 1954 American, uh, novel by American writer, etc., etc. Eight-year-old Rhoda Penmark appears to be da-da-da-da, and I'm sure she's actually evil. Uh, yeah, so it's about bad kids, which she has bad children, so it makes sense she's reading that. She has two of them. Yes. Because one of them two is a, a half trash bag killer. Chick. <laughs> two and a half if you count chick. Yeah. But but really, like the half of half of her children, well, one and a half of her children are fucking. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Betty just updates Alice that uh, everyone's still alive. Glenn's still alive. Charles is fine. Um, but they are moving the investigation further up the uh, highway. So now Betty's not officially involved. But Betty. Uh, is going to independently investigate. You know, I independently investigate, I mean, go fucking rogue with a gun and really embrace that whole Dark Betty thing. Oh, wait, she's becoming a trucker. To She's a honey trap. Incredible. Is she no- Aren't you teaching classes right now? Oh, wait, sorry, the school's closed. That's right. Yeah. She has a couple weeks, at least. Wow. Uh, all right, Riverdale writers. I'll let it go this time. <laughs> And then the final scene of the episode is Tabitha coming back in the morning to check on Jughead and finding that he has... Uh, like, forced his hand out from that handcuff, and the place is covered in blood as a result, and there's a fanny- finished manuscript 
still says episode f- or episode four of the transubstantiation, but it's covered in blood. Uh, and Jughead's nowhere to be found. She's like, oh my god. And like, yeah, you shouldn't have left him alone with the shrooms after handcuffing him to a table. What did you think was going to happen? Yeah. Anyway, do drugs responsibly, folks. That's yeah. that's the moral if here. If you're hypothetically going to do hallucinogens, you want a trip sitter. And yeah. you want to be in do a chill environment. Sure. Yep. Headspace is very, very important for doing psychedelics, allegedly. Yeah, allegedly, you need good headspace. I wouldn't yeah. know because I'm a responsible, law-abiding person. Right, exactly. But if we weren't, and we were to do some, we would make sure that we're in a place we feel safe and comfortable with someone we trust, and uh, that's how you have a good time. And also, theoretically, maybe that person would be recording you slash writing stuff down you say so they can make fun of you later. Oh, um, not my experience. I, None of these are my experience. Yeah, but. no, not, you know, not, okay. Not also not my experience, but I, mm-hmm. by, but if I had a trip sitter, uh, right. that's what my hypothetical trip sitter would do because that's what we did for each other. <laughs> ah, I see. I see. Yeah. To, to be perfectly honest, um, I've never had a sober trip sitter. Um, just a good time. But it worked out, so yeah, you it's don't, all good. Okay, yeah, hypothetically, they could be high on something else, but they still need to be competent, hypothetically. Oh. Oh, no. We, w- I imagine if I were to do it, we would both be rolling or tripping or what have you. Like, hypothetically, uh, illegal in your place, but hypothetically here, uh, mine was yeah. always uh, really high, but in a way mm. that they could still take care of themselves and another sure, person yeah. if they needed to. Slowly, yeah. but still. Yeah. All right, well, that was the episode, and also a lot of talk about drugs we've never taken. Yeah, so exactly. What would you like to, aside from aside from psychedelics, what would you like to recommend to our listeners? Art. Uh, honestly, I uh, haven't really been doing much, but taking depression naps and mm-hmm. playing Dragon Age. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, uh, a new a new episode of uh, Sandman came out. Oh yeah, the bonus. Yeah. yeah, the bonus one. Uh leaks said that there's going to probably be two more. Two more come out. Cool. Yeah. Good for them. Oh, and what was I going to say? Uh I watched the first episode of She-Hulk. Mm. By the time this comes out, all of it's yep. probably going to be out. <laughs> I'm sure. But yep. I really like the first episode. Um it's real fun watching uh dudes not understand a whole section that's laid out pretty clearly that the reason why Jennifer Walters is better at controlling her rage is because of her societal conditioning and how yeah. uh, how Bruce Banner was never conditioned the same way women are to suppress their emotions of rage and Listen, he wasn't I will, <laughs> I will hear people say it's a good show when all episodes are out because every other <laughs> MCU show I, has gone about the same way I like I like it so far, and the writer sure. uh, Jessica Gao is mm-hmm. like okay. She was like one of the main writers besides Dan Harmon of uh, Rick and Morty, which I will say though uh, she does not know how to write a compelling legal scene by her own admission. No, no, that's what she she literally said. None of the writers know how to write a legal scene, so you won't that, see a lot of trial a uh, trial stuff. Doesn't inspire a lot of confidence in me, but I'm glad the first episode seems fun. 
you know, honestly, okay, here's the thing. Like, could have they could they have gotten a, a legal person in there? Sure. But honestly, really, the thing that is most intriguing about legal scenes is like those moments, because most legal like stuff, it's just a lot of nothing. It's a lot of nothing. It's like it's those like it's like those uh mic drop moments. You know, when someone says something they're not well, supposed I would, to. Or, I would argue that's true of just about everything in storytelling. But, well, no, no, I'm talking about, like, if you're talking about, like, real-life legal, like, actual legal things. And I'm, I'm saying any story that is ever told, you are cutting out all the boring, mundane parts of it and just leaving the mic drops. That's true of every story, Art. And, and also, I will say it was not written by a person who knew how to do legal stuff. Like, She-Hulk was not written by a person mm. who knew how to do legal stuff until the 2000s. And all they included really was, like, the, you know, basically the end, and when someone, you know, got something interesting. So, mm. I'm not, I don't know. I, I, the writer, for the most part, I've seen how she writes, and I trust that it would be fine. Because, like, even if you hate Rick and Morty fans, like, Rick and Morty is, like, written pretty competently. Mm. And I tend to like it for the most part. And she and she's also was one of the main writers besides Dan Harmon for um uh community. Mm. So you know, I'm I trust the comedy to be written by her. Alright. And so far yeah, I like the I'll, first one. Uh, so far. I'll hear what people are saying when the last episode drops. Yeah. Um but uh people really uh I really love it when uh men don't listen past the one thing they don't like even though they spell out exactly what a person is saying mm-hmm. but yeah uh as for myself uh i just read uh the one and only ivan it's one of k applegate's newer novels uh it won her a newberry medal and it was quite good it's about a gorilla who lives in a mall Oh, uh, there was one uh, book by her that, oh my god, K. Applegate. Uh, there was one that, it was like, it was one of the things she written right after she got done with, uh... uh Revenants? Oh, I, I can't tell you, honestly, without me saying. But I remember the first book being a teenager who, um... They got transported over to like a Viking world in the first book, and they had might to be thinking of Everworld. Everworld, that might be it. Everworld that came before Animorphs, actually. Oh, I might have uh, been. It went. I might have been. It went Everworld, Animorphs, then Revenants, and then I kind of stopped paying attention to her because I was like sixteen. Yeah, but apparently she has a book out now that is uh, that has a dog holding a sword on it. Yeah. Uh, it's the Endling Trilogy. I don't know what the hell is going on in there, but it looks fucking cool, and I'm gonna find those books and read them. As as a person who judges books by their cover, yes. Pretty good covers, yeah. <laughs> uh, so there's that, and then also, uh, I'm back on my Garo shit. You go watch Garo. That's, uh, Garo Makai Senki, I believe, uh, is the full title, but it is a, um, early 2000s, like 2008, I think, uh, Japanese tokusatsu show, tokusatsu being the term that uh, it loosely translates to special effects. It's, you know, your Super Sentai, uh, whatever the hell Beetleborgs was based off of, all those types of shows, right? 
Uh, this one's for a slightly more mature audience, I guess. It's about uh, these golden knights that fight the manifestation of humans' dark desires. And it's got a like edgy PS1 dark RPG vibe to it that I just really love. Uh, and it's a lot of fun. And I'm rewatching it because I'm on my Garo shit again. So check that out. Yeah, uh, I'm a big. I've always been a big fan of like edgy RPGs from early PS1. That that is the fan. exact vibe. Yeah. yeah, check it out. Maybe then. I don't know. Yeah. Um. But but yeah, I don't know. Uh, I haven't. I I hope. Hopefully, I watch something else by the time this came yeah. out. Um, oh oh, I rewatched Black Clover. Uh, oh, all right. I, and I'm up to the most, uh, I'm up to the, I'm up to date with the anime, and I read up to date to the manga, and, um, that, that's some good shit. I don't know. Mm. I, I like it a lot. It, it reminds me of love of Naruto, and, like, the good parts of Naruto, honestly, mm-hmm. so. Good. They, they had right. their, they had their Naruto, and now they're in the Shippuden mm-hmm. stage right now. Ah, uh, I see. Yeah. Alright, all right. I think it's your turn. Is it my turn? No, it's, it's your turn. turn. It's my turn, okay. Well, uh, in that case, I now pronounce you husband and husband. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Starting to feel just a little abuse like a coffee machine in an office. Uh, so I'm gonna go somewhere closer to get me a lover and tell you about it. Sea Wolf Wall Street. Sea Wolf Wall Street. Wanna be the She Wolf of Wall Street? <laughs>